As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie week five, and today uh, I have a guest. I guess, is it my, oh, it's my second guest, because my my six-year-old was on first, but uh, today I bring you Joe Dorville, who goes back before uh, Atticus was even involved in this project. Joe, you're like the original <laughs> original partner in uh, loaded what it's called now loaded for bear originally it was called a movie for vengeance and i came across another title it was ben of, when i first got it was it ben when you first got been. involved it was ben and then it was an american dream and then it was ben's oh, american dream american dream i think that's yeah what it was. i still like ben to be just simple and to titular as my buddy brian uh likes to say yes i said buddy i do like a titular title <laughs> but uh loaded for bear came to me as i uh, walked into uh, the bathroom uh, one night when I was just hanging out with a wife, which those nights are are few and far between as of late. I get maybe one night a week where I can hang out with the wife and watch bad TV, TV with her. And because everything that's going on, Joe. Um, but yeah, I was just, I got up and I said, honey, I'll be right back. I had to go pee if you must know. And just I wasn't even thinking about this project, even though I'm probably was somewhere in my brain and loaded for bear just kind of like hit me in the head right as I walked into to the bathroom. It was very strange. It was very, very odd how that worked. Right, Anyways, right. I would like to introduce gold yeah. strikes at the most random times. I just I don't know if gold. I mean, I think it's at least a silver title. I like I like it to the point I'd call it silver. Okay. Maybe it'll get platinum one day if I get that excited okay. if I really if it grows on me. But no, so far loaded for bear. Uh, I still I still dig that title. I think it's apt. So I would like to introduce the team um moving forward, starting with Joe. Uh Joe, do you want to? If you were on, I've got a movie to make way back when. Um, and we were talking about this project, but it was when it was in its infantile state, right? It's gone a lot farther down the road. Uh, I, we have we're doing now. We, we have a website, we have social. So I guess I'll just say, Joe is, uh, you're in Atlanta. Yes. We back are doing Atlanta. back in Atlanta. You were in Dallas for a minute. Um, when you lived in Dallas, I thought it was really gross how you just immediately started telling everyone that everything's great in Dallas and everything's bigger in Texas. And oh my gosh, it was, I was obnoxious. It was so I didn't like myself at that point, honestly. Just immediately became like all Texas, but then got out of there. I got an accent. It was so weird. So this movie is being uh, piecemealed together. I I don't know if piecemeal is the, the right word, but it's it's being produced and worked on by people that are in remote locations all over the country. Mike and I are boots on the ground here in the class, born to act players class. And uh, I we got Joe, who uh, I brought on early on to help. You essentially are the voice of one of the lead characters in the movie at this point. I mean, you rewrote that character 
Uh, you really helped me find the voice for the Dexter character. And, uh, and then we, we got Catherine and Robert who are in Wisconsin, uh, who I will have on the program eventually as well. But we are doing this, I think pretty well, considering that we're all, we were all strangers at one point and we do these meetings and we're all, I got to talk to Catherine off, off the meeting, just her and I talking on the phone yesterday for the first time. And I've been meeting with her in meetings for like six months now. And I finally got to, got to talk to her. So Joe, why don't you describe, and I, I'm actually kind of interested to hear what your role is as far as the documentary side of things uh, at this point out. Uh, put me on the spot there. Uh, my role as far as the documentary side at this point, I mean, we're still uh, getting footage, still need to get releases and everything. At this point, I'm basically in charge of social media accounts, uh, editing, the voice of Anderson basically to the people and trying to uh, drum up some outreach and support and stuff like that. So I'd say that's my role at this present time. Exactly. You're like the, the social media megaphone at this point. Speaking of which, uh, one of the one points band right now. of this little show is the same kind of thing, just helping spread the word, helping uh, get people interested in the project, helping people tr uh, understand what we're trying to do. Cause it is a bit convoluted, uh, bit confusing to a lot of people it's hard for me to get people to understand that we're kind of doing that thing where you see in movies at the end of the movie you see the people that it was actually based on but we're doing that in real time because yeah. i'm uh with born to act i'm kind of doing that with making the movie the way that we're making it and you'll see once everything's done done but joe uh, joe's helping in that regard too and so far it has been a lot of like you cutting this show up in particular mm -hmm. uh but once i have the meeting with all of the parents and I really make it clear what we're planning on doing. And I figure out who doesn't want to be a part of this, which I will be surprised if there's anybody, honestly, I think every, mm -hmm. all the actors are going to want to be a part of it. We'll be able to show a little bit more of what goes on in the class on the socials as well. Yeah. And those socials are, I would be terrible if I didn't say it loaded for number four bear underscore doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can really just type loaded for, and then it'll probably pop up, but I just have to say the whole thing. And uh, on Facebook as well, loaded for bear colon a documentary is the page for it. And then loaded for bear doc dot com dot is com. where you go yeah. to become a part of it. If you'd like to be a part of it at any level, uh, it's it's what's making this thing a reality and, and helping it actually happen. And uh, if you would like to be a megaphone or help uh, Joe and I's efforts and spreading the word, uh, we did a lot of that with groupers to great success so we're always looking for megaphones just shares we're looking for shares on your socials uh you can you know say a little bit about what you know about the project and just try and get other like your your friends and your your family members like involved or at least following along to to see what we're doing because we do totally believe in what this project is going to do ultimately like the the lasting effects and change that we hope that it has so uh joe will you shoot me an email after this uh meeting we have another one coming up here in about 10 minutes uh you and yeah. i uh just with the social so i can put them so that right now when i say this it'll be true oh, okay. uh, the uh links to the socials are in the uh the notes of this actual episode you're hearing if you're listening on your podcast player so just go down there and you should be able to just click uh, the link and it'll take you right to it because that's tough right you know, remembering the actual letters handles and unders yeah yeah we we've had too many discussions about this up to this point, but it's like, how important <laughs> is the actual name? Could it be like a license plate as long as people see it once and they can follow or, or retweet and then it's in their feed? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I don't like a phone number? As soon as you look up Loaded for Bear, because as the name name, it's confusing, but the name name, not the handle, it's right. Loaded for Bear. So once you put that in, you'll find it. You should be able to find it. We we got ahead of it um, long before we even launched this got too far project. Ahead, we say. got too far ahead of it. Yeah, and <laughs> we got shut out. And I, Twitter had a problem. We mentioned it a little bit, but they they banned us or they they suspended us before we even got going. I think they thought we were just sitting on the t- the the handle. Yeah, um, some I of them at it again today, and it, it still was suspended. Now no, it's not. Right, I, I just it. heard from Robert yesterday that it's not suspended. So that was something no, I wanted I to talk to you about. Looked at it today. <laughs> And then it looked like it wasn't for a second, but then it was again. I think Elon Musk just hates the mentally challenged population. I think that's I mean, what it is. Maybe what it is. I think it is. Uh, but what we maybe. what we came across is the uh, problems with you can only you can only use so many characters on Twitter as opposed to Facebook. We wanted everything to be uniform, but like you, we had to use the letter four. I think it was for Twitter for the handle because we were running yeah. out of space. It's real scintillating stuff. This uh, filmmaking, isn't it? <laughs> So, Joe, a little bit of your background, because uh, a lot of people probably are are here, and I've yapped enough. So, uh, let's make this more about Joe. Um, I am now on the cusp of thirty. I think when we first started this, I was like, I just turned twenty six or something. Are you that uh, young? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm have to rethink old, this entire relationship. Uh, <laughs> um, went to school for production in Florida, that state that I love and I hate at the same time. Don't give me shit. I understand. Um, we keep this clean here, John. Move to oh, uh, do we? I'm sorry. It's uh, I, I just let it. I just let it fly. It still uh, says explicit because it's part of the film vault feed, so uh, it's fine. Uh, moved to Atlanta in 2017 with you know bushy tail, bright eye. Thought I was going to change the world, and we all thought we we're going to change the world. We're actually changing <laughs> the world now. I think, Joe. I think we're on the we're on the verge of it. Um, I definitely thought I was going to just you know people were just going to be knocking down my door for all my ideas, and that didn't happen. So well, uh, let me stop you there real quick, because I, I I totally get that. And I think most of us, at least the ones that have made something so far that came from like production and film school, part of you realizes that's a total pipe dream. Right. But you have yeah, to keep. But you got to think it. You, you got to think it or else you can't <laughs> even put one foot in front of the other. So you have to kind of lean on this ego that will allow you to actually have the temerity to go out there and try and make it happen because especially for me because i moved like you being in la like it probably felt a little more it's around you you're in you were in that film school to a degree so but yeah but that doesn't help i don't think i think i'd feel like a big fish in a little pond if i I lived Mm -hmm. outside and i've talked to other filmmakers who make a go of it because they are a local filmmaker to that region of the country or whatever and they're representing and um i can't do that in la at all it's not like hey check me out i got an la voice you know, no I, one cares. In actuality, I probably should have stayed in Jacksonville and just worked and developed with people from my class and stuff like that. But I had my eyes sight on bigger things and moved to Atlanta and then immediately found out it's not easy to get a job whatsoever. Um, but I've found work here and there doing other things, doing music videos. I worked with an artist for like four, five years, like three, four years on and off. And then... um and then I found myself in my current job, which is really great as an editor. Um, that's my primary function. But uh, I mean, me and you crossed paths because of the after disaster and then the film vault. Well, the film vault and then the after disaster. I gave you a boatload of money after my mom passed. You won't let me 
not get past that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the first time that we ever actually talked. And then that I, was I knew not. You, that was not. It was not. That was like the third or fourth time. The first well, time gotta... we talked was uh, the first time we talked was um, you guys shouldn't vote. And I said the uh, uh, oh email wise, yeah, okay. As as far as as far as talking though, like when yeah, when, probably first when time you're. On the phone contribution to groupers came through like i called you like i said can we talk and then yeah i, I was sitting at a gas station and we talked and i remember you told, I, I remember tearing up and you're like your your story like moved me and uh it it then like you became a different joe you weren't just the guy that was giving me crap uh, on in, in my email yeah. for the wrong things that i said you became like a full fleshed out human being with a backstory and then when you gave me notes on this particular because I knew you're from production and you know you when you're if you're smart or you're trying to feel smart or look smart you want as many notes from people you respect as possible when you write something or create something I don't care if it's a painting or you're you know designing a car or you know writing a script as it were here you as many people as you can trust you want to hear what they have to say and you were definitely one of those people that I wanted to get your thoughts and you had the best, most succinct, organized notes that I got from probably, I don't know, 15 different people that I heard from and nothing against all, all the people that I got the notes from because I got some really, really good notes. But your notes and the way that you put them out and the sense that it made to me, I, I immediately realized that I wanted to work with you at some point down the road. And it ended up being this so far. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think I said um, the first time I was on, even when I was in school, like uh, I took a screenwriting class. I took a. Um, intro and then advanced twice because we were able to take it twice and me and the teacher became like good friends and became a mentor to me and there were times where I didn't have his class like there'll be some a semester where I didn't have any of his classes but he'd see like somebody doing well and he'd be like hey would you give this person notes because like you're the best person I've ever seen like you give good notes you don't like you don't I'm gonna curse again you don't cut you don't you don't deal with you, the bullshit. You just write you to it. <laughs> yeah, which is it's an art form and it right. takes a little getting used to, especially if you don't really know someone and people pull punches. Yeah. And it's it's uh, just last night. I think I told back, you that I was like, hey, I'm going to like I'm that's what give I want. You notes. <laughs> that's what you need out just last night. Atticus, uh, my six year old, we're driving back from uh, dress rehearsal for the born act players because we're in the show tomorrow mm, which mike right. is documenting and uh, I, i've been telling mike just you know get atticus for sure being a part of this but try to f angle me out i'm constantly on stage on the uh, the far start stage left or stage right so he can get full shots because i don't really want to be like hey look at me look at how cool i am being an assistant and a volunteer i want to focus on the volunteers that have been there for a while i'm trying my best not to uh, you know include myself in this much at all but on the way back from a uh, dress rehearsal, which was pretty intense for Atticus, you know, it was mm -hmm. two and a half hours of like going through the paces. There was like mm -hmm. some yelling going on, not mean yelling, but like, you gotta be like this. It was some, yeah. some tough love was happening to all of the, the actors, including Atticus. And, uh, I was talking about notes and we always get notes at class. And I was explaining what notes are and how notes are hard to come by. Uh, if you're just out there by yourself and you want notes, cause it's going to help you be better. And that's like practicing, uh, just like anything else, I was explaining to him how hard it is to get notes that are honest, because a lot of times people will tell you what you want to hear, and that won't won't get you anywhere at all with anything you're doing. So, yeah, I think a lot of people probably know that who are listening, but that's another thing is Joe did not, he was not afraid to pull any, I mean, to to punch. Uh, with, yeah. You didn't have to punch too much, let's be honest. I, I mean, I didn't have to punch too much, but there's been times where I've, like, given same level of punch, and, like, people have just recoiled and just, like, 
completely never want to speak to me again and don't want to say anything ever again. They should not be making things for the for anyone other than their friends and family, right? Because if you can't if you can't take some real criticism, then I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, I can't take criticism personally, like about my own personality. I hate to see people misunderstand me and like especially early on with the film ball when I was doing my shtick and being super mean to Brian, which I still am, but it hurts when people think that I'm just a total total you know uh, sociopathic a-hole like that that still hurts so i try not to look at comments about me personally but as far as like the work that you do and you put out there and someone gives their time to look at it you you should hear what they have to say they're not going to be right all the time but the first did they do this to you in film school and we only have like three minutes left here but it was the first real taste of it and we had made some like our first little student film was like small time and uh and we screened them for the class that was below us, or maybe a couple classes below us, mm-hmm. like you know the in the the incoming students who really thought that they're going to change the world. Still, they hadn't really had the uh, uh, any reality <laughs> checks yet, right? So, because you're not failing until you start, until you try, yeah. right? So they really thought that everything they were to make was going to be you know Midas touch type stuff. Yeah. So it was a dirty trick, but it was great. I'll never forget it. So they brought us into a symposium. The film the the film students in my class. There was like maybe twelve of us who had something to show. And we screened all of our films and the new like 200 student body of like 200, 250 new film students were in the symposium with paper and they'd write the title of the film and then they'd write their notes as the films were being played. And then mm. we were handed all of those notes after the Jeez, screening. No, this is and, diabolical. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was tough. I mean, especially for some of my friends that were in there, they tended to like mine because it was so obnoxious and it didn't it bore them. But the my my fellow peers who were like making art films and stuff yeah. oh, they got some really really tough tough i got some really bad notes too let's let's not lie but uh like one of my my really good friend she, she she's i still bring it up every time i see her one of the notes it was just really simple it just said never make another film that's all Oof. it said that's all it said that's aggressive <laughs> <laughs> but it was you know feet to the fire um it was good stuff so yeah, Joe, I, I love having you part of this and seeing you every week. It's a great excuse just to see you, too, and to talk to you. Uh, we get on and off the phone uh, quite a bit these days. Thanks and a lot with the Panthers and their Stanley Cup. Right, baby. He's a big, big fan of the uh, Florida Panthers when they're when they're winning. All times, all times. Uh, okay, it's just a little quieter when they're losing because there's nothing to, nothing to celebrate. <laughs> Why don't you give uh, your plugs, too, real quick? Because we have, like, two minutes left and because uh, Joe does all sorts of stuff. He's Thank doing you. podcasts and I'm bad at plugging his stuff in particular. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram. My personal is at Joe Dorville, D-O-R-V-I-L. Uh, you can check out my music on all your uh, DSPs, Headphone Joe, no O, no E in the phone. Um, and then you can check out A New Low, Who Does a Podcast, and Cheers from the Press Box. Uh, just go to anewlow.co and you'll get a brief synopsis of all the shows. Uh, all fun, all entertaining. One is sports, one's about musicals, and then one is basically a, a better version of the after disaster. I'd say. Mm-hmm. So, I was just about to chime in and say they've been trying to like chase and do the after disaster for years, <laughs> and as far as I can tell, you guys are still missing the mark by yeah, far. Outdone you guys. I, I think the problem is you guys don't have a Mike Carano on your team, so uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough when you don't have a Mike Carano. Yeah. Speaking of Mike Carano, uh, he's I doing say amazing. We have like two or three Mike Carano's, but amazing. You'd be wrong. Uh, he's doing amazing work. Uh, just the man is so unique, but what he sees behind the camera uh, is, might be his best asset, and that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the, the footage that he's getting in there is fantastic. Just yesterday, uh, 
we had to lob up Mary who runs the class and mm -hmm. I love Mary and Mary, you know, we go back a whole two years now cause I've been working with the class and her for two years. She's just a peach. She's the best. She's one of the kindest people I've ever met. And that says a lot. Cause I meet all sorts of kind people up in my camp and other like volunteer things. Now, I don't know. I got to check my notes. I don't know if like that's 2020, true. I think. So, we wanted to put a lavalier on her, a wireless mic yesterday, because uh, it's a you know dress rehearsal and she's giving great notes and she, you know, she's in charge, but she does it. It's such an art the way that she comes at these actors without crushing them, but also getting them to do what she needs them to do. And she never once does she seem stern's not even a fair word because she just does it so lovingly, but she gets effect for the most part. She gets what she's after. She gets the velvet glove, attention. iron fist. I think. Yeah. Not even I get it's just she's she's remarkable. So we we needed her to wear this wireless mic, and I was shocked, but she was a little bit like, yeah, I don't think I don't know. Um, uh, and she wasn't saying no, but she was kind of looking at me like help as Mike was. <laughs> I was shocked, but Mike Carano of all people, if you know Mike, he is he doesn't want to make people uncomfortable with things like this. He doesn't want to push at all. And he pushed. He's like, well, here's the thing, Mary. It's, it's really important that we have this for today because this is really a, a big class today because of it being the last dress rehearsal. And if, if we have you you'll, wearing a mic, it's just going to do a lot for the film. And she was still not sold, kind of looking at me. And I was like, no, no, if Mary doesn't want to, I don't want to make her uncomfortable, especially because today is so important for the actual show. And Mike just kept pushing. And then I said, all right, wow. Mary, why don't we try it for 10 minutes? And then if you, you want it off, I, I said, I think you'll forget that it's even there. And She's like, okay. And then I, we mic'd up Mary, but I, I wouldn't have, if it was just me in there by myself, I would have said, okay, Mary. So it's great having Mike. Uh, TCB lightning bolt, Mike. Let's do yeah. It. I was shocked. I was <laughs> shocked. So I haven't had a chance to look at that footage yet, but I'm very excited about a lot of the stuff that I know he got yesterday. There's this one, I hope there's good audio for this. But there's this one in particular exchange where it's the dating game. And uh, one of the actors, his name's Luke. Uh, he's, he, he didn't win the dating game. So we supposed to like tell the bachelorette, like, you know how upset he is and kind of be mm. mean and give her attitude. And he just wanted to do it because he's so sweet. And he was like, I, and then I, and they're saying, well, it's just acting, Luke. You just, just act and tell her that you're upset with her. And he's like, I know it's acting, but I still don't want to be mean. And it was just mm. such a sweet little yeah. moment, even though he's a bit manipulative because I know Luke pretty well. Uh, but I hope Mike, I hope Mike got good audio on that. Uh, little moments like that that I want to share from this class. It's just so great. So great. So. We'll have to get you out here, Joe. You got to see the class in person. Yeah, that is uh, something I definitely do want to do. Okay, uh, I am stopping. Thank you very much, uh, everyone who's following along and listening. Uh, LoadedForBearDoc.com. Uh, we are now officially meet, uh, late for our producers' meeting, so we're going to jump in. It's going to be a, a good one, too, Joe. So uh, hopefully... Uh, You're going to be more... eating during it. Just oh, you know. Cool, just mute yourself. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you next week. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. 
If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.